You're listening to Chatterbox, brought to you by Cleveland Containers. Hey! How's it going? All good, Thanks how are for, you? Thanks for coming in today. No worries. Katie Garfoot from Stormore Self Storage, manager now. Yes. Where, where were you before? Uh, I was at Rent Container, which is part of LCS Containers, and I was area manager there, just for container sites. Nice. Being, didn't come and poach you all. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, Katie works for Dean Boot, who is Mr. Self Storage. She likes to call Mr. Himself. LinkedIn. <laughs> Mr. LinkedIn loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, we saw him at the um, SSA event, but he was like the most popular guy. Everyone knows Dean. Yeah, we were watching the we were watching this podcast with um, Gavin and uh, Dave Davis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he loves it as well. He Double loves D. It as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, him and Dean are, are, are always talking about. All sorts of stuff, aren't they? Like pricing yeah. and what strategy and stuff. So thanks for coming down. No problem. Good to have a bit of female diversity and self storage. That's what we wanted to show. Yeah. It's not just a, a male industry. There are it's, females yeah. in there and stuff, and want to want to celebrate that. It's getting better, definitely. When I started, like there was women, but not as much as now. Not in managerial roles. Yeah, it was a very male industry. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good to see. Yeah. So Stormar, do you want to give us a bit of an update? Uh, how many sites have we got now? Units, number of customers? Yep. So we have, at the moment, we've got three sites, which are all in, uh, not, oh, that was a lie. I was going to say all in Hull. They're not. So we've got the main site in Willoughby, which is where the staff work from. Um, and then we've got one on Clough Road, which is automated completely. And then we've bought one in Wrexham. Um, that was an acquisition. So that's a, a bit of a trek, but it's yeah. uh, it's it's good. It, it had a lot of um, sort of challenges with it, but we're getting there now. It's sort of stabilising. Yeah. We've changed all the branding and everything. And we've obviously just um, signed for Mansfield, yes. which will be my site. And that's due to be completed November this year. All indoor ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Dean has a sister company, Beverly 24, mm. and that one um, is all containers. Yeah, yeah. But you said... You said- so maybe are looking to go more into container storage. Yeah, definitely. Any reason behind that? Or just the setup costs, the overheads. It's it just makes a. I don't want to be controversial. People or <laughs> people will shoot me down, but I think it's a, a sensible business decision. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to they're easier to run. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just just easier to actually start the site and get it rolling and full. Mm-hmm. I think we're outdoor sort of container storage. You can just drive up to the container, open the doors, unload it, etc. But Maybe indoor, you've got that upstairs or yeah. whatever you do. So it's just off. I think if you can offer both, then, yeah. then, then why not? Then you cater for everyone. Yeah. So at all sites, even though we are primarily indoor, we do have containers. So at every site, there are outdoor units as well, and they are normally full. Yeah. Yeah. When we, uh, we you said you'd come on, I said to my wife, Katie, go on Katie's LinkedIn. She's always posting like really interesting things and some things that I wouldn't have even thought really so I'll, I'll ask about them later on and stuff because I always think every day is a school day yeah you don't know everything so it was interesting to connect with you and to see what you're posting about self-storage and stuff because it's, it's always good to see what what other people are doing yeah so it really opens your eyes like we had Nora on from iBox he asked me to do a flyer design for him because he wanted to do a he wanted to do a, a, a flyer shop to like 60,000 homes in the local housing estates because he lives right next to Inglewood and I was like is anyone going to look at a flyer through the door? Yeah. But when you when you can see the inquiries coming through um, on his on his Stora site, 
fly drop was loads yeah. of I couldn't believe like how well it worked actually. I used to be a bit closed minded with things like anything. I used to be like, the way I do it is right. Yeah. <laughs> Since working at Stormore, I said to them when I went in, I was like, I want you to train me as if I've not worked in storage before and show me how you do things. And their follow up procedure, everything is just so different and it works. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter who it is, you can learn from anyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot, even in the, what, two and a half months I've been there. I think I work better than I did in the three years yeah. at my old place, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, that's a really good approach, just like how you went in. And obviously you've been doing it for a long time, but just going in there and just maybe teach me how I, if I don't know it stuff. And you just put both together and you're going to get, get the most out of it. I think you get, com like not complacent, but I think you think this is the way that we've always done it as, as a business or, yeah. and you know, it's when you go somewhere new and they say, no, we do it like this yeah. and you see the results, it makes sense. And, and Dean's very big on, if something isn't working, we change it. Mm -hmm. Like we changed our callback procedure the other day to do more callbacks because we were finding we were not getting in touch with people in the calls we were doing. So we added a few more and we have caught a few people on like callback five, callback six, yeah, yeah. you know, two customers every week. It can make a difference. Yeah. You put a post about it took that fifth call to get someone to, and I would never yeah. have thought, like if I put an inquiry on for self-storage, would I want to be called up afterwards and stuff? In my head, it's like a, Right, I'm inquiring for self storage because I need a container now. But if I'm getting called back a couple weeks later and stuff, but then you're getting the customer. Yeah, it's, it's weird because I used to think the same. I used to think if someone needs storage, they're going to ring and they're going to need it now. But I find now with the cost of living, with things like that, people are planning. Yeah. You know, people on average get three quotes. People normally go with the cheapest and yeah. we're not the cheapest. Yeah. So we have to follow up sort of sell our service yeah. what's better about us than the competitors that are local sometimes as well people just don't have the time to answer the phone they're at work yeah, or yeah. like at my old job we would probably ring people twice i'm the same if i inquire for something i probably don't expect mm -hmm. to be called that many times yeah, yeah. and i just think it's if you get the result it doesn't matter if no, you've annoyed no, the people you don't get <laughs> yeah, yeah. no definitely and if they just answer and tell us i'm not interested we'll leave them alone yeah, you know yeah yeah how do customers usually first contact you oh it's always normally 80 percent of the time it's online right. so they'll put in a contact like a quote they'll get a quote they get their price they get that emailed and text and then what we do is we get obviously the lead through and we'll normally call them within five minutes and then 20% probably come from the phone. Yeah. You don't show prices on the website? No, not, not until they, you know, we capture their data. Right. Cause I just think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that chance then, isn't it? Yeah. To, to convert them. That's a big talking point, isn't it? Oh. Do, do you show price online or not? Or, or, or do you or don't you? It's like Gavin's very much from Stora is very much yes. Dean's very much no, because Dean tried it. It didn't work. Gavin tried it, it did work, but I think it's, I think it depends on all sorts as yeah, well. So There's so depends. much to it. I've tried both. Um, and I, I think it's better not to show and to get the details, to I, be I, honest. I would think exactly the same. Like the biggest factor is because a, a price of a container is different in every location. You can show the from price, like we do on email yeah. campaigns. All that does is just get people more than about, well, I want that price, but I'm in Scotland. Well, can't do it. No, we yeah. can't do it because we've got to move the container up there. But you don't show the price, but they want your service. They'll leave an inquiry to find out. And then you've captured that information. That's the thing. And and sometimes they'll get the price and go, that's too expensive. But actually by the time you've rang them and a lot of the time you can offer a bit of a better price. I don't think it's, you should always sell through discounting. We don't do that. But sometimes if someone says, you know, the typical storage, eight weeks, half price, if someone says, you know, is there anything else you can do? You can sort of push it. But if you just show the price online, the chances are, if it's too expensive, they're not going to ring you. 
you know, if, even if you have a ten percent chance of turning someone's head yeah. and making them, you know, book, then it's I think it's worth getting their data. Definitely, definitely. And people, I think people like to buy from people. So if you speak to them, you've you've, you've already formed that relationship. Yeah. Like I am a real person. I'm not just a, a bot or just a website. Is a big a big factor as well with, with someone's buying decision. Yeah. See, we have book online as well. Not many people do. Yeah. Or if they do, they still want to speak to someone. I know some storage companies are completely book online. We're here if you need us, sort of thing, and they do well. Mm-hmm. I think we push very much the customer service. We want to speak to people. We want to tell them why they should store with us. If they were just booking online, I just worry as well with containers, not to be stereotypical, but like a middle-aged lady who's never used a container in their life and they turn up out of hours and they can't open their container. I just think about things like that. And it's nice to sometimes speak to someone to meet them and show them how it's done. But booking online, we probably one reservation a week from that. What's the process of saying, yeah, let's go ahead. So we reserve, we reserve a unit for free. We don't take any deposits because I think the more roadblocks you put in the way and the more sort of obstacles, people are like, oh, I don't want to pay that. So we reserve a room for them normally up to four weeks, depending on availability. And we always tell them very much we're flexible. We try to to do what we call a forward move in, say if they want it end of next month, we'll still try and set up their contract for end of next month, get their bank details because they're less likely to flake on you. Yeah. I think once someone's done that commitment, they yeah, feel yeah, a bit yeah. bad. Whereas if it's just a reservation with no payment, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those, isn't it? Self-storage isn't, isn't the most difficult thing. <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of it. You can be really good at it. It's a, an easy sort of job, really, um, in terms of signing people up and things like that. And yeah, it literally takes five minutes and then you just hope that... They don't go and cancel. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. So I, I think I've seen Dean post a lot about pricing strategies. Mm-hmm. Everything's all about occupancy, isn't it? Yeah. So you want to max, maximise occupancy. What would you say that the best pricing strategies you've found? I do think, I didn't used to think it, but I do think now you, if you've say got a new site or your occupancy drops slightly, you want to go cheap, get people in. Yeah. Not, not ridiculously cheap, but you know, bef- below your competitors. And then after three months, you can do price rises. Yeah. You know, it's not uncommon for us to do 20% price rises. Normally, they've the customer's already budgeted for that mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. and 20% sometimes doesn't make all that difference to them. But if you bring in someone in on that, on a higher price, it can be harder. So I think definitely lower prices to get occupancy and then price rises. Oh, there's a, a dynamic price, they call it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you've got less of a unit, you'll put the price up. I find sometimes it can it can bite you because yeah. say you've got one of those units and then all of a sudden you've got ten and you're like oh I've put the prices up on them but it's it's all a it's all a game and it's yeah. all you you see what your competitors are charging yeah. to be respectful we know that what our customer service is better yeah, yeah. we offer a better service how much more can we charge without pricing ourselves out because I think you can price yourself out as well but yeah dynamic pricing it's that's another thing some people don't like it yeah we do it manually yeah because we've not got you know, enough sites. and yeah, yeah. But I know that your Big Yellow, your Armadillo, Safe Store, I think there's yeah. their prices just update every day, yeah, depending yeah. on yeah. algorithms yeah. and yeah. data. Yeah. Gavin was talking about from Stora and stuff, and like, yeah, that's what they're looking to build in. But then you're, you're saying is you, you've just got a bit of a bit of manual process looking at, looking at your compares. Yeah, and it, then... it would probably be better if it could be automated, but you could still like oversee it, obviously. But automation... That's another big talking yeah. topic, isn't it? In yeah. storage, I think automation is great, but there's a place where you still need to oversee things and make sure. Um, but that's like with anything, isn't it? Do you ever see anyone cancel when your pricing goes up after a couple of months? Or 
To be fair, not as much as you'd think. I used to think people will cancel as soon as they get a price rise. And I think that's people's worry. At my old place, I wanted to do price rises just after COVID. Yeah. You know, when things, yeah, the interest rates went up and everything. But my point was our costs have gone up. Yeah. Why shouldn't theirs? And I was told, no, people will leave. But now we give price rises after three months of that 20%. And it's very rare you get people leave. And the thing is people, sometimes people are just naturally coming to the end of their storage. Yeah. They've moved house. We always look at when people leave, what was the last price they had, uh, last price increase they had and when was it? And it very rarely is that people leave because of a price rise. And we always work with them. If someone came back and said, this is extortionate, this is ridiculous, we will go back and say, oh, we just looked at this for you. It's automated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can meet you halfway. And then most time people come back and go, thank you so much. So they get a personalised reply and it's yeah. it's all about managing it, isn't it? I think everything goes up. Definitely. We're all in the, in the same boat at the minute. I think if you can afford to have storage in the first place, normally it's, it's you can afford yeah, yeah. a little bit extra. Yeah. What's the, what's the average length you, you see people using your stars? I'd say sort of five, six months as an average. You've got your super long customers and then you've got your eight weeks, four weeks. But in my old place, people tended to stay longer, I think, because it was containers. It just seems to have a bit of a longer a longer life of the customer. No, that's interesting, isn't it? Like yeah. Container storage having a, having a long occupancy rate. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Anyway, it might be different at different places. Just go back to the tactical using it. I don't know how more consumers use indoor storage. Maybe, maybe more businesses are using container storage because, again, they can drive up to it and unload yeah. stock and, and almost work from the container. Yeah. There's a container site that I went to visit. I can't exactly where it is, but he was basically converting the containers into like a almost like an office sort of workshop at the front of the container and then storage at the back so people yeah. can work from the container. They're a bit more, I guess, versatile. Like yeah. your indoor units, you've you've just a room, it's, yeah. It's just storage, whereas containers they can be used for different things. But then I guess indoor can as well, because I'm I don't know if you've seen like squab. Mm. They had someone, they made it into like a barber shop yeah. um and or a hairdresser's and that was an indoor unit. Yeah. during access hours and I think there's a lot that can be done with self-storage but is it sort of financially worth it like racking in containers yeah. lights in containers I think sometimes people don't care they just want a storage unit yeah it's, totally, it's just totally, it's close to home I affordable. Think, yeah, and it's just totally up to, up, up to operator like a farmer might be the site might be on their working farm and yeah, just, just want people in and out and, and gone but it's it's just totally totally dependent on I think just on the, the operator. Everyone's got different views, like say Squab again, not to shout them out too much, but they do really good. Yeah. They've got like cafes on yeah. site, you know, they do cool things with their containers. And I think they they are really good at showing that you can do different things and get great results. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, I like simple. Yeah. I think simple works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes if you overcomplicate things, it's easy for things to go wrong. But that's just me as an individual. I think Dean's similar. I think he likes to push the boat out with things. Like he wants every site to get better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the main thing for him now is um, having automated remote sites, right. which is the way forward, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what, what, what tools and systems do Stormark currently use? So we use, we do use Space Manager, yeah. but we also use Stora for right. one of our sites. Right. So Stora we use for Clough Road, which is the automated site. Mm -hmm. Because we've got no key there. So obviously yeah, they're yeah, yeah. on your phone. It's great. People love it. You don't have to buy a padlock. You know, it's all on your phone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we've got Stora for that and Space Manager for the other sites. What have you found? What was what's it like? I like Space Manager, <laughs> but just because I've always used yeah. it, Space Manager is great for the, the reports. It looks simple. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't look as nice as Stora. Like I like using them both. I think for Mansfield, I I don't know. I'm a bit like, what what would we use? But I do like um, Stora. I think it's really user friendly. People can obviously book online through Stora. Yeah. So it's and it gives you the prices yeah. and. I think it is a really good tool. I think the re- the reporting side of it could be better. There's a lot of support as well. The, you can yeah. talk to them on live chat and yeah. they're all really nice people. Yeah, yeah. But systems a system as long as it works. Yeah, and I don't mind the mix, to be no, fair. I, I mean, Space Manager's obviously been around for a long time. Store is still relatively new. Store is constantly developing. It's going to get better and better, I'm sure. And they're looking to expand, do a lot of development work this year to get into America. Yeah. They've got about 100 customers in the UK now, so yeah. they're, they're doing pretty good. But we can just see what, what, what system you go for for I know. the new we'll sites see. going forward. But I think I like that it's web-based as yeah. well, so you can log on at home. Like You don't have to remote desktop into anything or um, you know have servers or anything, which is great. And I think that's the way that things are going. I think Space Manager offer a web-based service, but we, we don't use it just because there's a lot of files for Space Manager. It's yeah. like everything's backed up. So yeah, but Stora, I do really like it. Yeah, if an inquiry comes from Stormart, does it does it feed into Space Manager and you handle the inquiry yeah. there? It's yeah. always like a it's like a, it's like it's, a CRM. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it is a CRM, but it do, it does everything from you don't have to use any other system. It does your price rises, it does your um, invoicing receipts, your direct debits, yeah. Stripe to take payment on the day. I think it does everything you could need as a self storage operator. Yeah. You can run your business from it and not oh. really need anything else. Oh, nice. So site maintenance, security. Very important aspects to a self-storage site. What would you recommend operators should do as a minimum to keep customers happy? You need 24-hour CCTV, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think it needs to be monitored. Yeah, you might have staff there in the day, 9 till 5, 8 till 6, whatever. But out of hours, that's when you're going to get hit. But it's after the fact. When they've been broken into, that's when they'll go, right, we need more cameras, we need better cameras. I don't think you should stinge on it. I think you should have good cameras with boundaries um, for the, you know, if people are jumping fences and things like that. But I think as a minimum, you need to have good CCTV. And if you can have registration plate readers, things like that, then you should if you can afford it. Obviously fencing, you need fencing all the way around. I think that's an SSA minimum anyway. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think they've got their minimums for what they'll expect. Yeah. People will say containers are, you know, really difficult to break into but if you've got someone mm-hmm. you know who knows what they're doing yeah. they will yeah if someone wants to get in somewhere they will you know times we're in i think there's been a, an increase in self-storage theft yeah. as well that people in the industry have seen but yeah cctv it has to be spot on lighting there's no point having cctv with no lights at night yeah, yeah, yeah. do you work with any third parties to monitor the cameras after hours or do you just Obviously, twenty-four hour So, at the moment, it is on our on our phones. So, if anything happens, it sends like a thing through. But we are looking at setting up. You know, as we grow, we want it to all be monitored, so yeah. staff can finish when they finish, yeah, and it's yeah. done. Yeah. And that's one thing at Stormall that's really good. It, when you finish work, you finish work. It's that work life balance. But yeah, monitoring is the best way forward. Yeah. Have you had much experience with crime and self storage? Any any interesting? Um, at my first place, um, we used to get trading standards come in a lot and just do a sweep. They recognise any of your customers' names. They'll be right. like, can we have a look? There was a woman who was selling fake goods on um, Facebook Marketplace. She had like a really small unit, but it was all kitted out with uh, rails and stuff. And she had all these fake Canada gooses it or whatever. <laughs> and um, they seized it all. thing is, you, you can be careful in the sense that you take their ID, you verify their ID. But once the customer's got that unit, you're not always seeing 
what they're putting in and you have to trust trust them. The only thing I've seen with sort of the theft side, there was a group of people going around and doing loads of self-storage sites and they they did try to access and, and get stuff, but they they didn't. So right. but we saw them on the cameras and our security company rang us like we're gonna ring the police. You know, they can't do anything because it's not it's not it's not happened. Yeah, yeah. I think you've just got to be super careful. Yeah. Better to be to do more than regret it and then go have to go out and do more afterwards. Yeah, and it's you customers, you don't, you know, you you're storing sometimes millions of pounds of a million millions of pounds worth of goods. Yeah. You know, you owe it to the customer to have, you know, the right things in place, the right insurance policy. Yeah. Customers have have insurance through our policy, making sure that you do the best by the customer, really. So yeah, I think security is key. Yeah, is that a question that gets asked when you when people are inquiring? What's your security like? Yeah, it does sometimes, but I think when they actually come to site, they see right, and they'll they'll sort of know. But it's not asked as often as you'd think to say. Maybe they just expect it. Yeah, I think, and that's a good thing because yeah. it. I don't think the industry was where it is now. It wasn't as secure. You know, people starting up and they didn't have the right things in place. But I think. With the SSA now, you have to, if you want to be SSA yeah. accredited, yeah. which sounds like a lot probably to some people, but it is to keep things safe uh, and yeah, secure. Yeah. How long have you been in the, in the industry now, is it? Uh, seven years, but it feels loads longer. <laughs> like I think because I started, yeah, 20, so 27 now. And I started at Magenta Self Storage in Nottingham, sales assistant, as sad as it sounds. I think every, most people are in the same boat. When you start in storage, you just sort of love it. You get your assistant manager role, your manager, area manager. Yeah, it's just been, I just like it. It's simple. Yeah. It works. It's just a good industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of nice people yeah. most of the time. <laughs> it just, it just seems once, once you get into it, you're hooked on you. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot, lot of events that, that go on and stuff. You've been to many, been, been, been to many. I went to Portugal last year oh, to yeah. the, uh, Fidesa, sorry. I used to always go to the, um, like the Birmingham, they normally do it in Birmingham, the SSA UK conference. Yeah, it's great. You know, yeah. go talking to everyone, make loads of friends. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the industry that, you know, I speak to, yeah. like um, Alicia from Storebox, I speak to her. That's how I got to know Dean, through LinkedIn, Yeah, through, I think it was the awards dinner, maybe last year or the year before. And we just like, we were out drinking and we just got on and ever since he's always checked in with me. And then when he said, I'm opening Mansfield, I was like, mm, you know, do you want the staff member for it? So <laughs> it was just, yeah, it's, um, it's a great industry and you meet loads of really good people and everyone's helpful as well. Yeah. So when that um, always comes up, is like the market, how do I get more people in my, in my containers? What, what have you, what, what channels have you found is works best to get? It's just Google ads. It's always like you can try. I think in our industry, like people do have success off Facebook and stuff, but I think it's very targeted. If someone's searching for storage, it's your Google ads, isn't it? Dean manages all of that and he works with um, with someone to, to, you know, manage our ads. Mm-hmm. But if we had someone in marketing and the Facebook was used, it might get a few leads, but I don't think it would get loads. Yeah. I think it's your Google, people searching storage near me, definitely self-storage hall or wherever. So... I think definitely Google Ads. Yeah, it's always good to have a Facebook page, and you can you can I'll put your course there and stuff. But again, if I'm looking for a service, I think you you're going to go to Google. It's yeah. just where people go. Having a good Google My Business page as well. So if, yeah, if, 
because self storage is a local business, people might go to maps and search self storage, and, and you, you want to cook there. So yeah, the thing is, people are looking at so many companies. You've got to stand out somehow, and there's got to be sort of that USP. Google My Business, I think that does have to look good. It's yeah. it's you've got to have your reviews. We push for reviews a lot. We do have over you know 700 reviews. A lot of storage companies have maybe 30, 40, and I think it just sets you apart. You ask for a customer for a review. How do you use that feedback? Do you just use it to? We've got so many five-star reviews or do you use to make any improvements? Yeah, like if we got, because when I was actually looking to work for Stormer, I was like, I'm going to look at their reviews and see what people are saying. We haven't had many bad reviews. And if they are bad, it's the one star with no comment and someone you don't recognize. Like Dean had one yesterday and was like, does anyone know this guy? And he sent us a, because we've got like a group chat and he he will voice note us every day. (laughs) And he was like, we've got a one-star review. Like, just want to check if you guys know who it is. I'm really, I'm actually reading it and I, I'm really happy because I know it's fake and I know that you guys would never get a one-star yeah. review and he was like it's weird to say that I'm happy about a one-star review but I know it isn't yeah. the fact I'm sitting here going yeah. this isn't real I'd say we use it as feedback if someone complained but there hasn't been many yeah. I think if you get a free star you've got to say like why why Dean yeah, replies yeah. to them but no one really gets in touch to yeah. say so you use it more just to build that trust of new people really to yeah. show the people we get. A lot of review platforms, it's really hard to then get rid of a one-star review if they are like a, a fake review and stuff. We had a few the other day on, on, our, on Google and they're so hard to, to get rid of they it because you know they're down. not real. They know that yeah. the customers never bought from us. They're no, their name and emails, no innocence. I think the five stars and, and four stars maybe often drown, drown, like drown it out yeah, anyway. Definitely. You know, if it puts you to a 4.9 or something. That's the annoying thing. These fake one-star reviews yeah. sometimes bring you down to a 4.9. Apparently we, we read though that it, That's a 4.7 or 4.8 is better it than is. a 5 because it looks more real. It looks real. organic. So, yeah. I think it, with your Google rating and stuff, yeah. it, it can be better. You'll be a five-star operator, but everyone has days where something might go wrong, a mistake's yeah. made, it happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we all leave reviews, you know. I, I, I leave reviews for quite a lot of stuff. Nice ones, yeah. but good, good reviews I'll always review if yeah. something's good. And that's the thing, when someone doesn't review, and I've sent them a link like two yeah. times, like, why aren't you reviewing us, please? We send every customer when they leave, we contact them twice over a week, just like a, please give us a review. Mm-hmm. And we use um, FIFO as well. That's quite good, because as soon as they sign up, we put them into there. And then when they leave, they get the Google one. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a nice, yeah. nice catch them while they've just moved in and just left. Do you do anything like after any marketing to them after someone's left? Any email campaigns or anything? No, there? not really. We get a lot of repeat customers. People do tend to like to come back. The Willoughby site's quite an affluent area. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they do like what's known to them. They do like it. So people do come back, get a lot of repeat business and they're always, what price can you do? You know, I'm a returning customer. <laughs> That's what you always get into it. But we do like to look after people that come back and then they recommend, they'll recommend other people. So, yeah. You've said some really amazing stuff there, uh, really helpful stuff and for anyone looking to get themselves storage. You know, really insightful. So, um, you know, thanks for coming. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's been great having <laughs> you. <laughs> Chat about-